Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the MB7 podcast. Yes, we're delayed. Yes, I know. Apologies. Um, but regardless, it's a good reason to uh, to stay up tonight, isn't it? Gillingham, with the result of the season so far, I think it's fair to say from our, our point of view, we go to Meadow Lane tonight full of low expectations, given the away form, should we say, but hopeful of picking up at least a point to take us within the touching distance of the playoffs or within the same distance as we already were to keep us in touch. But Jill's come away with all three points after certainly the result of the season, but also the performance of the season. This was 80 minutes plus uh, 86, I'd say. I guess it was with the injuries I'm added on of really what was really, really good football from Gillingham. Um, Notts County, as we know, very, very good football inside. We'll create chances, we'll score goals. But we also know about Notts County, uh, with all due respect to them, they will give you a chance at the back there. Um, I think the team with the fourth worst defensive record, worse worse than teams such as Forest Green, for example. Only a few more have worse goal difference uh, or goal differences, goals conceded uh, records than they do. And we went there and took full advantage of that. On another day, we could have been walking away with four or five today, which goes to show the chances that were created in the game from the duels. And it was a result that we very much deserved, and a result that is hopefully going to be the springboard to what is going to be a really important remaining few months of the campaign some tough fixtures coming up of course today was the start of that and obviously we host Swindon Town next week and then we have games against uh, Stockport and Wrexham coming up very soon and let's not forget Newport away a team who are unbeaten in 12 games in all competitions well actually the only game I have lost in all competitions in that period is of course the Manchester United so I suppose we could allow that one to slide um but yeah let's um let's dive right into it today uh, Lewis we'll get you in first to uh Give your assessment of, of what you saw today. Um, firstly, what were your expectations going into this game? Because I think um, I didn't quite manage to catch up on the episode the other night. I think you were talking on. And uh, for me personally, I thought we'd go there and I thought we'd put on a decent enough display. But I thought maximum going out of it, I thought we might get a point. Uh, I didn't think we'd go there. Didn't think we'd come from behind to win. I definitely didn't think we'd score three goals. But um, yeah, look, this is the unpredictable unpredictability of Jiddigan sometimes, isn't it? They are capable of putting a result up when no one expects it. And yeah, just putting significance uh, the meaning of this result in terms of what it can do for confidence and going forward, how it can be such a positive impact and springboard for us the remainder of the campaign. Yeah, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Um, I'm not going to be able to stay for long because I'm actually technically on my lunch break, but I thought I'd pop on to celebrate tonight's result. Um yeah, I think it sounds a bit negative, but I wasn't full of expectations going into this one. You know, Notts County are a good side. When the first goal went in, I thought, oh, oh Lord, please help. Um, and, you know, I hadn't really seen much in the last few weeks to give us too much encouragement, to be fair, that we could we could be a good side. But tonight, you know, it's only one game, but it's amazing how one game can feel like a fresh start. And I feel like Clement's got it completely spot on um you know i think eventually we would like to be a team that can play you know ironically almost like Notts county where we're, we're passing the ball well and playing on the front foot um you know i don't think we want to be a side where we refuse to negotiate to be a bit more direct or put balls in the box as they seem to do but i think today we we did what we needed to do with who we had available with the team we were playing against and it just felt like one of those games you know every now and again you get a game where you know, the side is a better football inside than you, 
but you just know you're going to win because you've applied your skills better than them. And that was that was how it was tonight. And this, for me, was by far the most complete performance under Stephen Clement so far. Um, we had some good results at times. You know, that Salford game, I thought we might have turned a corner and, and we didn't. And let's hope it is different after today because, you know, you could hear the fans all night on iFollow. And, um, you know, I... I I've said a lot about the atmosphere and people spoke about about the atmosphere at Priestfield. What can't be questioned is the atmosphere away from home because, you know, 963 fans or whatever it was tonight is absolutely fantastic. Um, I'd have absolutely loved to have been in that away end if I could have done. So everyone, I hope, had a, had a great night. But yeah, in terms of, you know, the result, the performance from the players, the coaching staff and, and the connection at the end we see with everyone showing their appreciation, you know, fingers crossed this gives us a lot of confidence now. We can we can ride this out and turn a bit of a corner, you know, on the back of a positive fan forum, a positive result. And we've got a big home game coming up against some rivals in midweek next week. And, you know, now it's no better time to start that, start that run where we've now got back into the playoffs again. Yeah, as expected, we are inundated with uh, requests tonight to come on and speak, obviously, such as the jubilant nature of the fan base. So on that, um, Oh, I'm just about to bring in someone we've never had before, but he's just disconnected. So uh, I'm going to leave that for a couple of minutes. But um, yeah, for for now, we'll bring in... Uh, oh, who should we go next? A roll of dice. There's so many options. Uh, Josh, we'll bring you in for the next portion of the show. Um, I want you to run us through, firstly, before we get your thoughts on the game as a whole, the lineup today. There was changes made, which we half expected, um, especially listening to uh, Stephen Clements in the forum on a Thursday night, or Wednesday night, sorry. We thought there could be uh, some changes and see a new sort of dynamic going into this game. Those changes were Max Clark coming in uh, for Scott Malone, something that's been um, <clears throat> very much debated amongst Jules fans in recent weeks. Maybe it's uh, a case of uh, Scott Malone needed a bit of a breather. He hadn't been playing as well as he has done re- recently and Max Clark has deserved his chance. Uh, and then he also in came Timothy Dieng from the start and Johnny Williams, who, side note, I thought was superb today. Which meant the overall lineup was Mac, uh, Jake Turner in goal, Romeo Hutton, Max Clark as the fullbacks, Connor Marston, Max Amer, and Shad Ogie, Timothy Diang, Ethan Coleman, Johnny Williams, with Josh Walker and Ollie Hawkins continuing up top. So, with that being said, and the team sheet that came out and the changes, what were your expectations beforehand, and how are you feeling after after that? After what is, you know, a fantastic result. Uh, I will say something in jest at the end of this segment. Um, but I, I was really happy. I, I've wanted Johnny to come back in. Obviously, he was working his way back back up to full fitness. But he was superb tonight. Exactly what we needed in, in many instances. Uh, it, just, just on the ball, he's so calm and collected. Uh, and Notts County have some of the best players on the ball in, in this league. And I think people forget that. Uh, Jody Jones, Bostock. Um, oh, the... The, the lad who scored his name escapes me they've got some great ball players Dan Crowley yes Dan Crowley but the, the one that stood out tonight comfortably so was Johnny Williams for me he just took the piss the whole whole time he was on the pitch um, that there was a section where he just escaped his man and created so much space down down the, the wing I can't remember who was in the first or the second half but he he just it just did everything that we wanted him to do when he came in. Um, he, he was absolutely superb. So was Timmy. 
uh, today as well. I think it alleviated a lot of the pressure on Ethan Coleman, having a, a slightly more defensively minded but very physically dominant midfielder in there um, who, who played his role. Yeah, I, I think the changes were, were superb. We had a lot of energy. Uh, we kept up with them well. Played sort of four-five-one out of possession, um, which was really interesting because it, it just didn't allow not any space really out wide, and they're not a team that that likes to go direct, uh, and it just nullified them. Other than that, that shot and, and goal from Crowley, the only other instance where I thought we, we were threatened, obviously. Um, that they had a couple of shots in the second half, but both were very, very tame. They would have, they were good, they were good uh, chances, but both times that the players fluffed their lines. Yeah, it, I think it's a performance that's been coming from us for a little while. And I know people were talking about turning a corner because, uh, you know, in our last three prior to this game, it was a draw and uh, two draws and a loss. But if you look over the last seven, that's four wins, two draws and a loss. We've lost one game in seven, and that's two points per game, which is more than playoff form. So I think that people can be can be happy that that we're we're moving in the right direction. But but equally I, I enjoyed the win tonight because of the manner of it, because it was not Brexit ball, but it was a more direct way of play, playing against a team that got a lot of fanfare when they came up, despite the flaws that everyone could see in their game, which was that they, they do allow people to score past them. And uh, needless to say, it, it's been incredibly frustrating, I think, from, from a neutral, the loving that, that they and Wrexham have had um, prior to the season, at the beginning of the season, when they were both started picking up points and started flying. Uh, yeah, it, it's been frustrating. And so I just want to say, Tom Williams, not the top 20 podcast, Gabriel Sutton, Tacticos and XG shaggers everywhere. Your boys took a hell of a beating. We we like Tom. We like Tom a lot. <laughs> but um, And Gabe as well. I don't listen to the top 20 podcast, but I'll, I'll, I'll allow that one. Um yeah, let's um, get on to Matt then. I'm sure, Matt, if anyone's got a lot to say about today, it'll be you. Very uh, positive in your uh, pre-match. I believe you said you, you thought you'd, uh, we'd get a 2-0 victory today. We won by two goals, which is great. Um, we've got Notts County fan requesting now, Josh. I think you've um, <laughs> I think someone's taking your bait and you're going to have a bit of debate on your hands. So I'll let you handle that one in a minute. But yes, Matt, um, firstly, what a result today. Um, probably the result of the season, as we've said. And... No, we can't deny it. When you make a bold prediction, sometimes they're a bit outward, but this time you got it bang on. Not the scoreline, but by two goals, that's what you thought the win would be, and you're bang on the money. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we we got to play Newport, who lost to Man United, so we, we're going to beat Newport seven nil. There, you've heard it here first. Matt, are you with uh, us? <laughs> oh, hello, buddy. Can you hear me? Okay, we'll move on just for a second. Then uh, we'll bring it in. Uh, Notts County Talk, who um. <laughs> I requested at the beginning of the show and I've just accepted it after what Josh said, so I imagine there's some sort of a reply to that coming. But uh, before we get to that, um, I'm sorry, I don't know your name personally, I just know your account, so apologies for having to uh, introduce you as such. But um, yeah, game from, from your point of view, I know you haven't won a game yet under uh, Maynard since he came in, replaced uh, Luke Williams. It was probably one you were going into today thinking it was a good opportunity to get that first victory and get yourselves 
back in the groove, if you like. Obviously, you've been in the playoffs or above all season, I believe. I think this is the only time so far in this campaign that you've dropped out of it, us taking your place, of course. Um, so, yeah, what, what did you make of, of your team's performance today and seemingly the issue that's still persisting where you can create chances, you can score goals, but ultimately you, you really struggle to keep them out? Yeah, I've, I've, I've got to be quick because I'm still out and I've got low battery, but I, I just wondered if you wanted a, a Notts fan's perspective. Um, yeah, I, I thought you were value for the win, 100%. Um, you did exactly what every Notts fan feared and it was it was take the lead uh, when you went 2-1 up. And for us, there, there was no coming back from that. Um, obviously, you don't score many goals, but you're a side that you don't want to go behind against. Um I, I by no means thought you were one of the better teams that came to, to Medellin this season. But what I do think is you were probably one of the most effective. Uh, <laughs> we've worked really hard on stopping teams entering our box. And, you know, if you're going at half time and you say you've given, you know, that the header was 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 a decent chance and, and your second goal was a decent chance. But you go in at half time and you say, look, you've given you've given the opposition two, you know, decent chance in the first half. That's all you've given up. You'll be fairly happy. Uh, and you score both of them, and that killed us completely. Thought your fans were fantastic, loud at all the goals, you know, good at full time. So, yeah, fair play to you. So, just from Notts County point of view, before we let you go, because just from an outsider, I'm quite interested to know like, what what's it generally been like for, for Notts this season? Because it doesn't seem to be a, a rare occurrence, does it? As I mentioned earlier, your defensive record is one of the one of the worst in the division, but you score goals for fun, generally speaking. And it just seems for one reason or another, you can't you know, do both at the same time. It's a problem with Wrexham at the start of the season. They still do have that problem, but not as much as a glaring issue for them as it is for you, I'd say. But when you're a team that can score so freely, as we've seen, but also you don't manage to keep clean sheets very often, how, how frustrating is that for you? Because I think the, probably the best example of both of those is the uh, result you had against, um, I want to say, Grinsby a few weeks ago, that 5-5. Yeah, um, Look, I don't. We've come back into the football league after like four four years out, and I don't want to come up and seem spoiled because, like, I just heard when I when I came on, you're talking. Someone was talking about the fanfare behind Notts and Wrexham. Um, I think a lot of that was fueled by Wrexham being there. We just got caught up in that. I think if we'd have, I think we'd have done what Chesterfield are doing now, um, and walked the league, and no one's really talking about Chesterfield. So I think we got caught up in that, which isn't really our own fault, and the Notts fans don't want to be caught up in that. But um, it. it <laughs> So I don't want to seem spoiled coming up to a league and expecting to to do well. I thought we would do as we are now. I thought we'd be around the end edge of the playoffs, but I didn't think it'd be like this. It's you know what? It's not it's not very fun if I'm being honest. I mean, we've got fans spending money to go to games home and away, and these games that have these high scores were never on the right end of them. I can't think of a game bar Forest Green at home when we won four um, three, which we nearly lost. We we. We were on the wrong end of it. We we sent full full fan away end to Sutton five one. Man, man sent off goalkeeper in the first fifteen minutes. Colchester long away trip for us five four loss. Grimsby five five. It, it, it's not enjoyable, um, and you know it's a novelty when it happens for two three weeks. But now you add in the fact that we're not actually scoring. Like I went to Tranmere on New Year's Day, we lost four two. We scored twice, but it's only because Jody Jones can cross the ball, like got an assist tonight it's the only reason we got any sniff of a goal tonight very good defensive side we were never going to score again so it's getting to the point now where I think a lot of Nats fans we, we know automatic's gone we know it 
and I don't actually think myself. I'm, I'm a I'm a, a fairly positive fan. I don't think there's any chance we can sort this defence out until next season. Now, yeah, certainly will be interesting from both teams' perspective because obviously we've had the opposite problem where we can't score goals. We still haven't scored enough goals. You know, Connor Marston, yeah. who got the third goal today, I think he's now our top scorer because McCauley Bond's gone. He would have been joint with him if he was still here, but I suppose that shows our persistent issue. But that's a, an issue for us to talk about at, uh, at a later date because we won the game. I suppose that's all we quite care about today. But um, I, I'm just interested. Would you rather be in our position scoring loads and conceding loads or in your position not scoring many and conceding very few? Because I know it's easy for me to say what going away and seeing us concede five, three times, but I would much rather be in your position. I think I would prefer to be in our position because as much as it is entertaining to see us to see a score four, fives, threes, whatever, week in, week out, I know that from the start of this season and back end of last season, when we like you said, when we go a goal ahead, we are tend to be very difficult to come back against because we're our team's built on a foundation of defensive defensively good players. That's from the Harris era, but now we're trying to build on that and attacking centre of Clements as well, but we still keep that defensive unity and I think when you're in the position, it's all about winning games, no matter how you do it. And I think I would probably prefer to be where we are just because I do back us to, if we get the first goal to get the result. We do tend to do it a lot of the time. The Forest Green game a few weeks ago was probably the anomaly where we let them back into the game and then nearly lost it. But I suppose that was more of a shock because we've been so good defensively. You sort of just thought once we got the first goal, we'll win now. And then also you you know, you, you happen to just think to yourself, don't you, well, it's only Forest Green, they're probably not going to come back. But on that occasion, they did. But, um, you know, obviously, as a football fan, you want your team to be able to defend well and also score goals. But it's very hard to find a League Two team who would do that week in, week out, you know, apart from, you know, Stockport, I suppose, or Mansfield. But you have to be a very good footballing team at this level to achieve that. But, um, yeah, I think where we are at the minute is, is a good foundation. If we can start adding more goals to that defensive solidity, then we'll obviously have a, have a good chance of, one getting playoffs and then you know who knows from there but a very uh long way to go until then yeah anyway uh yeah i thought he wanted a notch perspective so yeah, good luck for the rest of the season uh the way we're going not sure we'll see in the playoffs if you make it so yeah no problem, mate. thank you very much for coming on cheers right matt can you hear us now yeah can you, can you hear me mate can uh, any of the speakers please confirm if you can hear matt please yeah i could hear him the first time as well all right, it's doing that thing again. I have to get rid of him, bring him back in. Did this the other day too, Matt, funnily enough, unfortunately for him. Um, but yeah, let's try and request Matt back in. Hopefully it'll work. There is some sort of glitches on spaces sometimes where, for some reason, the host can't hear certain speakers. Matt, can you speak for us? I'm guessing everyone else can hear him again, yeah? No, I couldn't hear him that time. <clears throat> Matt, are you there? I still can't hear him. So, uh, Lewis, we'll go back to you and just because uh, I know it, <clears throat> I know it is getting close. It is midnight now, and people, I know a lot of people listening will probably be on their way back. But some people have work tomorrow, so just don't want to go on for too long. Despite the um, obviously very uh, happy jubilant mood all in, but um, yeah, Lewis, talk us through um, your your feelings and emotions after the uh, first ten minutes or so because we were <clears throat> very much on the back foot from the start of the game. I remember. The, the game kicked off. Kyle Cameron took a long run down the left-hand side, uh, pulled it back. I think there's a shot that was blocked within the first 30 seconds and we couldn't really get out within the first 10 minutes and it felt like it was going to be quite a long 
evening, obviously, we'd expect us expect uh, Notts as a home side to come out flying and try and bring the initiative and take the game to us. And they certainly did that. And it uh, paid dividends just after 10 minutes. I think it's the 13th minute or so when it was a ball from Jody Jones, who uh, I believe of that assist broke the record um, for assists. I think it's 18 that he's got so far. Uh, found its way to Dan Crowley on the edge of the box. Uh, quite a nice strike into the far corner past Jake Turner. And uh, yeah, within 13 minutes, we were 1-0 down. And you started to think, didn't you, that it could be a could be a long night. But um, yeah, at that point, obviously not knowing what was to come next. What was your sort of emotions at that point, having gone behind quite early on? Yeah, I did think it was a long night ahead, to be honest. Um, not going to lie about it. I'm a fan of the way Notts County play football. And it's quite interesting listening to you speak to um speak to the guy about what position you'd rather be in whether you'd rather be in our position or their position and I actually disagree with both of you that I'd rather be in a position where we're scoring more but conceding more which I know can be slightly ironic because um you know successful teams at this level are usually built on defense um but I feel like we've been starved of goals for so long that it's it's more entertaining to to have that I don't know we've we've not been in that position for for a long time so maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong but you know, when we conceded early against a team that scores a lot of goals, I did fear the worst because I thought we'd set up, um, no, not not negatively, but, you know, we're against a better football inside. So we're against a team that's going to, you know, have a majority of the ball. I think we had less than 30% overall. Um, a team that's going to be on top, backed by their home fans and all that sort of thing. So I, d- I did worry. Um, I think I posted just after the goal about the criticisms of, well, or more, more the negatives rather than the criticisms about the system with the three-five-two, because there's a couple of times where I've called for us to to take centre back off, and we've been chasing the game a little bit more. And I'm not the biggest fan of this system, but I get that we've had a little bit of success with it. Um, but I think it was sort of exposed a little bit because Dieng gives the ball away. Um, you know, Dieng splits opinion a little bit. I think he's he's not great on the ball, but his physicality and his energy is a massive plus, and he gives the ball away you know, potentially because of, you know, I'm not saying this is the exact reason, but, you know, there's one less attacking player where we're, we're defending deep. So we've got five players back deep and then someone who's one of our, you know, one of our worst ball players is, is on the ball trying to get us up the pitch. So he gives the ball away. Um, there's more pressure on Ethan Coleman to get up the pitch as well and, and not sort of sit. And then Max Aimer can't get out because, you know he's in the middle of the three, and it's, it's pretty much a back back five flat at that point. Whereas if you had a defensive midfielder there instead, you've got a bit more coverage in that position. And a few times they've been running at our defence, all, all sorts of teams really, not just Notts County. But there are a couple of times later on, I think I think we picked up where Max Aimer would step out a little bit and give us that sort of four one almost, which I think I think is more beneficial in that sort of situation. But, you know, that wasn't that wasn't necessarily a criticism of us playing that system. It's just a example of how um it can go wrong. And yeah, I was frustrated really, but the more time went on, we got better and better. I think I saw someone tweet saying for seventy seventy or seventy five minutes we were fantastic and we were. It was probably those first ten minutes that weren't. And after that, as soon as we got the goal, it's clear how we were going to approach it because you know, we speak about Notts County conceding goals. And I think, you know, you always knew we were going to get chances, I suppose. And when we got more confidence and worked out, I suppose, as sort of ignorant, maybe that is to say, we, we worked them out and we we made the most of it. And, you know, we had an absolute laugh at the end of the day. Clements 
really flourished and spread his wings and he got the absolute better of his opposing number. And, you know, I never felt as soon as it went to 3-1 at least that we were going to concede that we were going to throw it away. I thought we were in complete control. And um, after that first sort of 10 minutes, it was a completely different game. And, uh, you know, not not in possession, that sort of thing. But in terms of getting the better of him, it, it was a dominant performance. So, you know, you literally can't complain, really. No, you certainly can't. And, and on that point, Josh, where we've started games and gone behind in certain times in the past, obviously you naturally think, given the, given the fact that we've only done it twice in the last year or so against Wimbledon and Accrington prior to today, you don't have much you know, hope that we're able to come back and get a result and turn things around, especially at a team like Notts County who you know, do score a lot of goals, generally speaking, and have been up there for, for a long time this season. So with that mindset, in place when we uh, did draw ourselves level, not against the run of players. I think we were just coming into the game at that point. Ollie Hawkins with the header cross in from, I believe, Conor Masterson. So, goal assist for him tonight. I, I had a feeling when that goal went in, I thought, I don't think this is a case of we're just going to come back and salvage a point. I saw real optimism from that goal that Knox County can be got at. There was a ball in from, I think, Romeo Hutton just a few minutes before that just eluded Max Clark at the far post. And I thought, as good as these are going forward, they are going to have chances. Uh, we're going to be able to create chances against them. They have a lot of spaces at the back and they do invite pressure on in those areas. And you can see there's a sensitivity to their back line, can't you? That, you know, they've been conceding goals so often all season and you knew that there was a chance. And I think when we do get the equaliser through um, through Ollie, I think there was obvious reasons for optimism that we could not just go there and bring home a point, but a bit more. No, I, I agree. I think uh, the moment we scored, their heads dropped um, and it allowed us back into the game in a way that we, we hadn't really been in the first 20 minutes. And we scored not long after that as well for our, our second. I have to say, I do feel that I feel for not supporters because they are such a, a great side to watch going for. Even now, I know that their supporters saying that they're scoring less, but they still they still play some really pretty football going forward. Although not going direct in, in some instances, I found baffling. Um, but they are woeful defensively, particularly from set pieces. I just you know even though they had a lot of the ball tonight, I don't think they really troubled Jake Turner a great deal after they scored. Um, Langstaff probably should have scored from his effort, but other than that. Not really. Whereas every time we loaded balls into the box or we had a set piece or we caught them flat-footed, we looked like we were going to score. I mean, I feel like tonight we, we could have scored five or six. Uh, Timmy was, was really unlucky uh, for his effort to bounce wide. It should have been 4-1. And on another night, it, it would have been. And... Um, it just, I, I felt that we countered them excellently. The 5 4 1, we didn't allow them any space and we hit them away in a way that we know that they could be got at, in a way that they were extraordinarily vulnerable in. Um, and I have to say, even though they had a lot of the ball, I felt really comfortable at times watching that tonight. And I haven't been comfortable watching the duels previously, uh, even when we've had leads. We just we controlled the space and made made them not look average because I do think that they look they still look very good going forward, but defensively they they have real issues. 
County. They have real, real issues with their centre-backs. I mean, the defending for Masterson's goal was comical. And if we conceded a goal like that, I would be livid. I would be screaming from the rooftops. Um, it, it, it just, yeah, all, all three of the, the goals they conceded tonight were, were, were really poor defending. Um, not that we didn't deserve them because I think that we were, we were more than value for our win. But yeah, no, I, I, I think that we, after our, our goal, we, we, we just came alive and uh, for the rest of the game, we were, I would say, comfortably the better team, even though they had a lot of the ball. Right, on that point, Matt, if you can speak again, just to see if we can hear you this time. Hello. Okay, there we go, finally. Hey, hey, hey how you doing? <laughs> very well, mate, very well, especially after that. Um, great to actually get you on, finally. For some reason, it's uh, always you with the difficulties. Uh, not your fault, I don't think. I think it's Twitter spaces. But, um, yeah, let's carry on from where, where Josh just left off there. And um, then we'll bring uh, James in, uh, first-time speaker as well. James, if you want to carry on from where Matt leaves off on this point, uh, we can keep that discussion going. We're going to bring up the uh, second goal, the Max Clark goal, which gave us the lead today. Um, as I said just before, where we scored with Hawkins, there was a half chance where Romeo put the ball in from the right hand side, just eluded Max Clark at the far post, and it was good to see him get into those positions. I don't think he's known for very much for his goal scoring with Stevenage or with anyone else before in his career, but it's a wonderful finish. It's very, very technical. Very good on the eye. It's one of those ones that just looks looks good, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying it's a Jules goal, but when you see a ball coming into the back post, you see a player make the run across goal, just sweep onto it. Doesn't need a lot of power, just needs a bit of direction just to sweep it into the uh, into the far corner. And that's what Max did. The ball played in from, I believe, this one was Timmy Dieng. Uh, Sky Sports gave it to Josh Walker for the assist, but I'm pretty sure it was Dieng, unless I'm mistaken enough to watch it back. But, yeah, it was a finish that... Um, I, I would just say um, Walker got a touch. It came off his thigh. So the ball in was from Dieng. Walker got a slight touch. That's why it's been given to him. Oh, you, you can't stat pad like that. That ain't fair. Uh, we'll give it to Timmy. But um, yeah, so obviously Max Clark gets the goal. And I was I was really happy for him because he's deserved his chance to get back in. And, and he certainly uh, certainly made it count, not just with his goal today, but his overall performance. I mean, yeah, first off, what a goal it was for Max Clark. Um, I'll be honest, I thought we looked a bit rusty in that sort of first uh, sort of 13 minute period, really up until when they scored. And surprisingly, obviously, you know, I actually think he was, I'm not going to say at fault for the goal, but obviously it was his pass towards Tim Dieng. Uh, I think it was sort of maybe a little hit a bit hard. He sort of almost like he was uh, lacking that match sharpness. But literally after that goal, he just turned uh turned up oh, i don't know sort of that first 13 minutes he wasn't really there and then he turned up and i thought it was an exceptional performance for him and yeah the goal i mean i i think you underestimate how good of a goal it was uh outside of the boot curling it around um you know he could have lashed at it and, and it could have just gone flying past the post but he, he controlled it uh and <laughs> It was a striker's finish, wasn't it? You know, we've been crying out for goal scorers in this team, and who's, who, who who knew that one was sitting on the bench all these weeks? Look, I'm I'm really glad Clements gave him a chance to start. It was probably, um, I think it I think it was definitely the right decision. To, you know that Scott Malone last few weeks hasn't really been performing uh, as well as he has been. Um, I think it was time for Max to to step up. He's done that today. I think. Now Clements is now going to be scratching his head on Tuesday because he probably thought I'll start Max tonight and start um, 
Scott on Tuesday, but now he's going to be scratching his head thinking, now nah, I think Max deserves to start because yeah, I think, honestly, he was absolutely un- uh, phenomenal and well-deserved of his goal today. Yeah, James, what are your thoughts on the finish by uh, Max and his overall performance? Um, basically, uh, I thought it was interesting when he came on and scored it because it was very surprising on his outside of, of his strong foot. Um, great ball in. Um, yeah, it was. I was. Well, I don't know really. It's a good finish for a left back, I should say. Um, but it was nice to actually score more than one goal in an away game and in the first half, as people mentioned earlier. So, yeah, it was good good to see. James, we'll keep with you for the uh, for the third goal we're going to talk about now. Obviously, we've mentioned how we've, we've struggled for goals and a goal scorer who's you know, someone we can rely on week in, week out. It looks like we're finding that in a, an unnatural source with uh, Conor Marston. This is his fifth goal of the season, back-to-back goals for him now. Uh, as Josh mentioned earlier, is a you know, defensive horror show from Notts County. The corner comes in. He's yeah. had a back cross goal from Molly Hawkins and a backward header by Shadogi. I thought was back to his best tonight. Bar one slight error in the first half that went unpunished. But other than that, I thought he was brilliant. A uh, yeah, back header in from Shad sort of went into an area where it seemed as though there were three three Notts County players sort of standing there, but none of them went towards the ball. They all just sort of stared at each other and let it go and... Marston waltzes in, keeper comes out, he gets the header on it just before the keeper can get there and guides it into the uh, into the back of the net and that's his fifth goal of the season. Back-to-back goals for Connor, and I think certainly this is going to be his best goal-scoring um, season of his career so far. But um, yeah, it was a goal that ended up wrapping up all three points and again, as much as we uh, we complain about not having a goal-scorer or not having someone who scores regularly, I don't think we're going to mind it if Connor's popping up every week with a goal. No, of course not. To be fair, with the current first half of the season, any goal, if it comes off his toe, off his nose, I'll take it. But tonight's uh, attacking uh, so, um, display was probably one of the best I've seen for maybe a year and a half. Because of, uh, obviously, I know at the end of last year, we did score a few more in the first half, but it's still not been great. Um, but when I was watching it through uh, I Follow Today, I was waiting for the referee to blow his whistle at some point in that mixer. Um, after the header, I think it was from McKenzie at the back post, um, went back into the box. I thought, oh, the referee's going to blow here. But no, but that uh, back head from Ogie was brilliant. Just to get it on point for Marston to to sneakily slot it past, I think it's stoning goal for Notts County today. But yeah, it was very good. Very good. The C3 goals, brilliant. I suppose, um, Josh, the, the main takeaway we can take from this, as we said earlier, is we got the three goals away from home. First time we've done that this season, come from behind again, second time we've done that. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to be big-headed and say three, maybe flattered Notts County, but on another day, it could have been at least four, couldn't it? You no, know, Tim Dieng has that uh, chance in the corner for where it's flicked on at the near post where Hawkins, he doesn't quite get the angle. It gets a bit too much on it and it ends up uh, going over the bar. And then there's there's chances again. I think Hawkins had a had an effort that was um, 
deflected over the bar, I say, by the goalkeeper. And then, obviously, the uh, <laughs> you, you can't help but laugh now in hindsight. But I don't think Tim Dieng is going to get a more unlucky chance at goal than the one he had today, where obviously he gets the connection onto Romeo Hutton's free kick, hits the far post, and hits the near post with the same movement. I you know, I think he's probably coming out of that game today, buzzing with the result, but not sure how he hasn't scored. I was honestly... Oh, sorry. No, no, James, you can go and uh, Josh can follow on. Is that right? Sorry. I, I didn't yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I, I I generally thought if that went in, knowing our luck, the Lana would pull up for offside. I've just got that feeling. But, uh, yeah, it was so unlucky. Very unlucky, but... I'll take the, take the win now. I, I, I will just say that our attacking numbers have improved um, and we're now averaging over a goal a game. Uh, over the last seven games, if you look at them, just over a goal a game. Um, so that is a statistic that is, that is heading in, in the right direction. We're gradually ticking that that goal difference down, which is really positive as well, because obviously uh, <laughs> we're the only team in the playoffs with a negative goal difference. Um, but I, I do think that three flattered county tonight. I really do. I think that every time we, we, we loaded the box up, it looked like we should we should have scored. Um, frankly, every set piece that went went in towards the box, every long throw, they just looked incredibly vulnerable at the back, uh, particularly from set pieces, I will say, particularly from set pieces. I don't know whether it's that they lack height and physicality or whether it's their defensive organisation. I don't know what it was. Um, but we are a, a team that is good from set pieces. I still think that there's some work to do from, from open play, but I think Johnny being back will, will help that a great deal. But we are dangerous at set pieces and they looked incredibly vulnerable tonight. I, I, honestly, it could have been five, probably should have been five uh, with Timmy and Connor's efforts um, in the second half. I will say that it's probably our most complete performance since Charlton uh, at home. And I would say probably our best away performance of the season. Uh, that I've seen. Um, I, I'm not sure if anyone can say we've had a better away performance. We, I think we've certainly been more solid defensively uh, a la Stockport first game of the season. But other than that, I, I can't say that we've had a better away performance. We just looked very dominant in both boxes today, which is what you want from a team at this level. Yeah, I would have perhaps argued the Stockport game, but I think you have to take into account first day of the season. We all know Stockport don't start particularly well, and you know they're a different team. The team we play, we face on open day of the season is going to be a different one to the one we face on a Tuesday week. So we'll have to um, let's see what that game brings. But um, yeah, before we uh, we get off tonight, just because it is quite quite late, we will uh, quickly look ahead to the game against uh, that team on Tuesday. Uh, there's also some uh, interesting news I need to share about that. Um, in regards to pre-match uh, duties. But, um, yeah, before I get on to that, let's just um, discuss very, very briefly, because everyone needs to get get gone, um, the game coming up on Tuesday against Swindon Town, London Lights of Bruceville, uh, a team we have a very good record against, both home and away in recent years. Obviously, a bit of needle, former Johnny Williams and Romeo Hutton, obviously formerly of Swindon. Not sure they have any of our ex-players at the current club, but 
regardless, it's a game that everyone wants to win for obvious reasons. And given their form, a loss at the weekend against Newport down the bottom of the, well, not the bottom, but down the bottom half of the uh, League Two table, off the field issues as well, it, it represents a, a very good opportunity, James, to, and um, Josh, carry over from when he uh, finishes speaking, to give your point of view. But uh, take this fantastic result today, bring it back to Freeze Priestfield. The fans will be up for it after this result today. And Know, create a good atmosphere, get the team buzzing and get those back-to-back victories, which will then put us in a really good position. And it's a game where, you know, I'd have us down as favourites. I think we're possible. Uh, we could could very well get another get another three points on the board. Um, do you want me to speak, Owen? Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I think Tuesday is, is a really crucial game. If, if we follow up uh, a win like that with another another win, particularly against Swindon with all the added needle, um, I think it would be a real boost for us going into a, a, a congested and difficult period of fixtures, which is, is what you, you want, ideally. Um, also, I would love for Priestfield to get going the song that we, we sung at Crawley. Uh, who's your best player? We'll sign them next week, uh, which uh, Crawley loved, and I'm sure that Swindon will love as well. Yeah, James, what's your point of view ahead of Tuesday? Um, see, I get moaned at work for being Mr. Positive about every game, but I've just got a sneaky feeling that. Tuesday could be a real big banana skin. Um, I, obviously, I'd be confident of winning on the day, but the thought process of after after tonight's big win, I just think a recent home form, and obviously after attending the um, fans forum on on Wednesday, I just feel that I just think the atmosphere may not want the players to fight a bit more. I don't, I don't know. I might be wrong. I might be, I might be, oh, Mr. Negative, blah, blah. But I just feel that, I don't know, I can sneak, uh, or say I'll, I'll take a 1-0 win, I'll take whatever, but three points, three points. But I just think it'd be like a, one, a score draw, unfortunately. I just think the hype will go there. I'm afraid. So yeah, I, I, Josh, we'll get your predictions in a second. I'll give mine quickly. I, I back us to take the results today, take the confidence from it and, and really go out full throttle on a Tuesday night. I think we're going to put on a show. You know you know how, how we score one goal, uh, more than one goal away from the moment, suddenly we're going to beat everyone 10-0. So starting to sound a bit like Matt. But um, yeah, I think we're going to take the result we had today and we're going to expand on it, put it into a good home performance and you know, last time we scored three goals at home was against Salford uh, just a bit before Christmas. I think this is a good opportunity to, you know, go and go and do that, put on a show. We went to the county ground early on in the season when they had the likes of Jake Young and uh, Dan Kemp, and we beat them one nil. weren't particularly uh, particularly great game, but we managed it well, took our chance, and won the game. I think without those two players, they are significantly weaker as you'd expect, and I think we're going to take advantage of that, take the confidence into today's game. Uh, from today's game, sorry, and, and get another three points. I think we'll win the game by three goals to nil. Genuinely. Josh? 
Yeah, I, I never want to be overconfident because, uh, as I say to Owen quite frequently, often uh, at seven aside, uh, football brings me nothing but pain. But uh, I, I'm fairly confident we, we just, just seem to be a bit of a bogey team for Swindon. Um, and I, I do think that we follow up that performance um, because it it will surely bring a, a degree of belief into the group. Uh, we have a very set style of playing now. Uh and it, Swindon actually play a fairly fairly similar system to Notts County. It's also a three five two, where the where the, the wing backs were acting like um, wings in effect. So we've taken their best wing back, and now he's ours. And they've lost their two two main attacking outlets in in Kemp and Jake Young. Um, I know there's a lot of behind the scenes turmoil at Swindon as well. I, I just feel like it's a bit of a perfect storm. So, so I, I will predict a, a, a two-two-one or three-one victory. I, I do think that we will get the better of them, but uh, that is touching wood. And with all the years of cynicism supporting Gillingham behind me, um, yeah, I, I, I'm confident going into this game. I, I feel like that they just never get up for it in, in the same way that we do. And I do think that, you know, Priestwood has been a bit of a library in recent weeks and it's not helped the, the lads on the pitch. But I, I, I've, I have a feeling, you know, particularly if the Operation Last Waltz goes off and the crowd really get behind it, it can be a really, it can be a really vociferous place. It can be a really loud little stadium, Priestfield. And I think that that, that happens on Tuesday. Yeah, certainly will be one to look forward to. Um, so anyone who goes to the factory before games um, for a pre-match pint or whatever else, um, you might want to be there on Tuesday, or you might not, given this news. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, me and James will be uh, taking a stage in the factory um, for a 15-20 minute period before the game to have a little discussion with a Jules player before the game uh, in front of a bit of a live audience for those who were there early. And we're also going to be Reading out the team sheet. So uh, thank you to everyone who made that possible. Without everyone listening, we wouldn't be able to do things like this, which is uh, much appreciated. And yeah, we're looking forward to doing that. It's going to be an interesting experience. Not sure who the player is yet, but um, it'll be as big a surprise to us as it is to you, I'm sure. But um, given it's um, a match day, I imagine it won't be one of the ones who, uh, who are going to be playing on the day. But regardless, it's going to be very enjoyable. So hopefully we'll see um, see you all before the factory and... Uh, so hello, etc. And um, yeah, we can look forward to hopefully Jules picking up three points. But um, yeah, that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, obviously, half past 12 now. So we're going to gonna give it a call it a night. Obviously, everyone who's traveling back, safe journeys back. I'm sure it would be a jubilant coach journey or uh, well, it's not going to be a train journey this time, is it? But or uh, driving back yourself. So I'm sure you're all uh, massively enjoying it. But until uh, next time, probably a review on Tuesday night of the Swindon game, if not Wednesday. A fantastic night at Meadow Lane. Jules take three points, move back into the playoffs. And until next time, up the Jules. Good night.